Welcome to Living Martial Arts with Master Ray Gale, aka The Dark Master. Living Martial Arts discuss and examines the everyday exercise, philosophy, and lifestyle of the martial arts enthusiast. The host talks about his own training, past and present, and he also interviews many martial artists to discover how they continue to live their own martial arts journey. Tune in for top tips on how to get the best out of your martial art. Or perhaps you're thinking of starting a martial art. This podcast offers you an easy way to dip your toe in. Sign up for the newsletter at livingmartialarts.com and get regular updates and training tips direct to your inbox. Follow the Dark Master on Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram at Living Martial Arts. Arts uh, fans, and hello to the Living Martial Arts podcast fans. It's me, the Dark Master, back with a, another uh, fantastic, fantastic guest. Um, in fact, somebody that I actually don't know, which is really good. So it, it means that I can ask. <laughs> it it can me- means that I can ask some probing questions. But it's a friend of a friend. Um, but the thing that we do have in common is we 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 love uh, martial arts. So that's so that's good. So we have. Um, um, we have uh, Mike Sensei Ilderton. Uh, I, I hope I said that right on the <laughs> on the podcast. So how how are you doing, Mike? Perhaps you can put me right yeah. again. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's it, it. Yeah, I'm very well. Uh, it's Mike Sensei. Um, don't really like to stand on ceremony, but um, if we're going to do it, we should do it properly. So the sensei always comes at the end, not at the beginning. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Well, th- first of all, thank you very much for agreeing uh, agreeing to do this. And um, it, it, you're, you're quite an unusual guest, if you don't mind me saying, because we, we don't have many, I don't interview, and I don't think I've any, ha- interviewed anybody who's been doing martial arts as long as you have. And um, perhaps to, I will call it a, uh, a more mature age, more mature martial artist. Well, that's, that's very kind of you. I'm only eighty-one. So, <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll repeat that for the audience. They might not have got that. Eighty-one years old. So it's it, it's excellent. So, um, w- without further ado, really, I want to start as I always start. And I know that b- being of the age you are, your martial arts journey has has been many years. But uh, perhaps you can give us a, a potted history about your your martial arts journey, how it started, and um, how it progressed. Well, at school, I used to run for the school, swim for the school and play football for the school and didn't like any of them. And then I discovered that at the age of 14, there was a judo club in the school. So um, I took up judo. And uh, when I started work, my boss, um, who'd been a prisoner of war of the Japanese, um, but loved all things Japanese, strangely enough, um, told me I was too skinny. So at the age of, I think, 16, I was sent back to judo, but with the adults. Um, Most of them were ex-military men or service people. Um, And it wasn't like the judo we see today. It was just about fight night every every Monday evening. And then at the age of 19, I I heard about a thing called karate. Um, Two people in, or two or three people in the northeast of England were teaching. Um, a man in Chesley Street called Ray Coates, a man in Durham called Brian Crossley, and then the legendary Walter Seaton. Now, Walter and Brian had fought on the English team against the Japanese when we beat them, and um, 
really uh, Walter Seaton was and still is a legend in karate in the Northeast. Um, I trained and I've trained in Wado ever since. I, I've, 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 I've learned other styles of such as American Kempo uh, and Iaido, um, but I've always, I've always stuck with Wadoru. How's that bit? Okay, no, that that's great. And and what what um what 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 year were we talking about your your start when when you when you kicked when it all kicked off? Well, well uh, let me see. I, I, Nineteen fifty six, fifty seven. Wow. Yes, and that that that's uh that's that's quite quite a quite a history then, um uh, from from that time. So, you know, look, looking at um. Um, you know, martial arts now and then. Um, as I said, I know, I know you've got a, a, a long martial arts history and you've seen a, you've seen a lot of things, but perhaps you can outline some, some things, uh, that were very different then, um, and to, to, to the modern day. I know again, that could take probably three weeks, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> well, uh, let's say that when we were first introduced to the Japanese sensei when they came to England, it, it was tough. And the initial training was quite brutal. Um, also, the repetition that we would go through, perhaps an hour going up and down the dojo, just practicing Junzuki or Gaia Kazuki, a reverse punch. Um, things have changed enormously. And, and because um, visiting sensei now have a, a, a better grasp of the English language, and of course, we, we've got so many homegrown um, exponents of karate and martial arts in in in, in Great Britain now that it, it is a lot different and of course there were never any children. Um, I think it's probably amazing, but there were children at judo clubs, but there was never any children in karate classes until maybe sort of twenty or thirty years ago. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd probably I'd probably uh, agree with that because even though. I started in the middle seventies. Um, there, there were hardly any uh, hen any children at that time, even at that time. Um, I mean, when I say children, there were there were sort of fourteen and fifteen year olds. Um, yes, but but there wasn't any sort of. But we we, we didn't have any little ninja clubs or anything like that. No, and no. Um, you know the the local taekwondo club here runs special classes. Um, we don't. We we say that you know you, you've got to be six or over to start. Um, but there's nothing wrong with that if children enjoy the sport and the discipline. And I think it's the discipline that's important. Then good luck to everybody. Um, yes. And I, I think the other thing that there was no there was no protective equipment when I started. I think the, the nearest thing you could get was a cricket box. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well. You, you. I mean, you. You mentioned a number of things, and, and there are some things that that, that align with uh, my my sort of early days of martial arts. And again, I, I started with karate, but you mentioned uh, repetition. Um, I don't know if you can. I mean, you, you you sort of glossed over it really, but I don't think people these days get it. Um, that, and I've I've mentioned a number of times in my classes that you know many a time we used to do a like a a low block or just a simple middle block uh, up and down for you know uh, half an hour forty five minutes um, you know and and that was it that's what we did um, and it was it went over and, and over and over again uh, so you, you well, really really drilled that well it, 
I think that the Japanese way of teaching was to introduce muscle memory and this repetition for week after week after week in some cases, um, not moving away from Gaya Kazuki or perhaps Mayageri. And it, 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 is, it does become muscle memory. And I think if you don't continue to practice um, the basics and teach the basics correctly, then everything else is just made up. Um, we've all got two arms and legs, but we need to, to learn how to use them properly. And drilling in the basics is the foundation of any martial arts. Yes, yeah, I, I, I would, uh, I would, I uh, would definitely uh, agree with that. So, um, and this is good, this is a strange, well, not not a strange question. Um, I'm going to ask the question: Is when you started, then what what did you like about it? Because you know, the thing I liked about, I actually liked the physical challenges for myself personally even though i went on later to compete and things like that but i actually loved the physical challenge of of training and actually getting through it so so what you know what what was your thing why why, why did you like it so much because as you as you mentioned it, it was tough in in my time but it must have been extremely tough in your time so it must have been you must you you i say to my students i had you had to love it when i was first doing it to do it <laughs> but what did you love about it um I, I just loved the physical contact, to be honest. Mm. Um, I loved sparring. I, I really did. Um, and I, I think Bob Sykes of Martial Arts Illustrated one, once uh, described me as being the journeyman. And <laughs> I was never brilliant, but I was good. I wasn't brilliant, but I was good. So, you know, and I really did like that. And the thing I enjoyed most was when I had some huge bloke in front of me. I always felt that was a challenge. Um, and because of my background in judo, I'd always try to slip a throw in at some point. Yeah, <laughs> that was good. <laughs> well, I don't try to take a takedown or I'll put a throw in. And I think that the, the thing that appealed to me in Wadorio was that it's it's based on jujitsu. Uh, Oshka Sensei, um, when he broke away from Funakoshi, the uh, Shotokan uh, uh, Sensei, um, he he reintroduced the jujitsu element, I, and I really like that. I mean, I still do. Um, I like that. Um, I like the the ability in Wado that you've got to avoid confrontation. You know, not to use your strength all the time, but to use your opponents. Yeah, um, yeah. Let you draw your opponent in. Um, tai sabaki is is the expression that we would use. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, I mean, you, you, you know, just just what you said already just shows shows your experience in the um, the Japanese um, uh, arts there, um, and. Some, sometimes when I speak to uh, people who, who sort of phone up, you know, they don't really know, they, they want to do a martial art, they don't know anything about it. Um, you know, I try and explain a little bit about the, the emphasis on what we do. Um, but you mentioned there are a number of different um, uh, Japanese arts and the different em emphasis is on, on, on different ways of, of movement or different ways of doing a technique. So I, I don't know if there's anything you can sort of, um, you know, expand on that, you know, say Shotokan, well, Wadaru. And... Um, uh, Yoshinko Iwazaki, who's my Japanese sensei, I mean, he's um, what, 75, I think. And he is, he's very keen to ensure that people like myself and older than myself can continue to practice martial arts long into their 80s. Um, and we've been working on various exercises, incorporating some elements of Tai Chi. 
um, and in balancing your breathing. Um, so we're trying to develop a way that people continue into old age, if you like, and keep practicing. One of the interesting things that I have found is that my friends in Shotokan suffer from knee and hip problems. Mm, yeah. More, more, more so than Wado exponents. Right. Um, and I'm not arguing against Shotokan or anything. I'm just, we just made an observation that we found that more people in Shotokan, because of their long stances and rigid stances, tend to, um, develop knee and hip problems. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm lucky. I've never had any real problems uh, um, in, in, with, with my knees or my back. But I think it's developing. As you grow older, then obviously your style of karate changes um, and you become more mindful of, um, of what's going on in the world, I suppose. I know that sounds a bit dramatic, but... Um, I'd like to think that I'm, I'm a much better person for for doing karate. Yeah, yeah, sure. Well, the, the, I, I think um, I, I posted something recently to my students, and it was about um, you know on taekwondo, you know the the do side uh, yeah. of, of taekwondo, which which basically means the um, the moral the moral culture side and the. Um, yeah. I mean, it's the same element in budo. It's the mm. spiritual aspect of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, did 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 the. Um, you know the early uh, Japanese uh, instructors that you were exposed exposed to. Did, did they teach much of that side of it or the philosophy side? No. Um, strangely enough, the philosophy side really came from the man I mentioned earlier, a man called Robert McKenzie, who was my boss, who'd been a prisoner of war of the Japanese in Nagasaki, and um, he. He was into the spiritual side of it far more than I realized. Remember, I was a 16, 17-year-old boy. Um, but he would always, when he'd had a couple of drinks after lunch on a Sunday, because he was a chef, he would, he, he would tell me about his time in Japan. And I, I think in the early years, I got more knowledge from him about the Japanese mindset than I ever did from the early Japanese instructors who came to visit us. Um, in those days, it was, you know, travel up north, four-hour seminar. Um, only the lead sensei ever got talked to to speak was, uh, let's say, Suzuki sensei or, um, or any of the others. Um, but no, the, the, that side of it was pretty much, if not like neglected, then not really mentioned by the visiting sensei. It's yeah. only in the last 20 or 30 years that this sort of dialogue and interaction has grown up between the visiting sensei and particularly with um, uh, Yoshinko sensei. He's very much into the spiritual side of it. So that's something that I enjoy as well now. I yeah. mean, the, the philosophy of, of Budo, um, I, I like, I, I enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, th I, think, I think it's, um, I mean, I often say now, um, you know, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't compete from a, a long, you know, an age point of view. But um, I've, I've been doing it a while, and I always think, you know, at first everything tends to be quite, quite sort of, sort of physical, and you love the, the, the blood, sweat, and tears of, um, of getting in the, you know, getting in there and in the workout hall and well, working it, out. I mean, even I, at my age, still like mixing it with the, with, with the guys now and again. Mm. But I also like being on my own and just performing kata. Yeah, I enjoy that. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Um, you know, we, we've learning a new kata, and then 
learning the bunkai from the kata, uh, I find that fascinating. Yeah, 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 sure. sure. Well, I, I went on, um, uh, funny enough, I went on a, a bunkai seminar. I was invited by a, a friend uh, who is a, a karate practitioner to a, to a bunkai seminar. And, um, you know, there, there was, there was um, a period, I think, going back, ooh, I want to say sort of, 15 20 years where it, it really came to to sort of prominence but what was 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 that something you know when you first started your karate journey was it something that people were do, were doing then or was it something that you did once you got got to a senior level uh, how did that I, well it, it was i think it, by the time i'd got to second dan mm. i think exploring the bunkai um was essential you had to know what you were doing you weren't you weren't doing it like a robot i mean when you first learn the, the first pinan or hinan cut as it as it would be in shorikan you're just going through the moves and you know it takes you a couple of years to understand what you're doing and then to look at ways of applying it um and i think it's ian abernathy i think it's that's his name yes that's he, right, yeah. he makes a, a speciality of of um, taking the, the cutter apart and applying the bunkai, um, and I, I loved, I, I, li- I like doing that. I must admit that taking a cutter and just saying to the students on an evening, "Okay, we're going to use this cutter for self-defence." Now you get some wild and wonderful uh, reactions, but um, it's fun to do. Um, yeah, but again, if you don't do the basics right. And then you, you, your Junzuki stance isn't correct, or your Gaiakazuki, then it's not going to work. So it, whatever, where, whichever way you turn, you need to have the emphasis on your basics. Yeah, I, I think I think you're right, and as you say, I think that's right with any um, uh, with any martial art that uh, is is practiced. And I think I don't think it's um, you know certainly for for me, it took me it took me a long time to to understand that you know you hear this when you're a white belt oh you know once you get your black belt then you really start to learn and you and you know you, you almost go oh yeah 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 you know they're only saying that um but but actually you find out that, <laughs> that it's true true yes yes <laughs> and the more the more you spend the more time you spend as a black belt actually i think the opposite happens you find out actually how little how little you know <laughs> well th- that that's true i mean when these 18 and 19 year olds get their black belts um, they're absolutely full on fire, um, but it's easy to see where the mistakes are being made. And as you say, it takes a few years um, to sort of calm down inwardly and start to analyse what you're actually doing and how it works and why it works. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's it's an interesting. Well, one one thing that I want to um, ask as well, and, and this is sort of relevant to. Um, to my own art taekwondo because obviously there, there, there are you know as people listening to that obviously my students listen to listening to this will know there are there are two codes of um of taekwondo and obviously one the w the wt code is in the olympics mm-hmm. um and i i think it's been very detrimental um to um taekwondo having it in the olympics and with the recent recent change of rules and everything like that um i still like my traditional style of, of taekwondo well i mean what what's your view on that what's your view on the olympics and and things like martial well, arts I, in the I, olympics I, I think that when they showcased karate in the olympics yeah it was was a shambles mm. um it it was so watered down um the guy who i would have certainly given him up on with his mawashi geri to the guy's head and he got disqualified and i thought 
hang on, this is karate. You yeah. know, <laughs> why is he being disqualified for a, a perfectly legal Mawashigeri, which would have scored Ippon? The guy was wearing a helmet anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, um, I mean, I did Taekwondo for a while. Um, oh, right. Under a, under a guy named Dickie Pallister. Oh, right. OK. Was that in the Northeast? Was that? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Now, Dickie was a school friend of mine. We were the same age. Right. Um, and unfortunately, he when I think th it, the Taekwondo is going to be showcased in the Seoul Olympics. That's right, 88. And he went to yeah. Las Vegas to train, and he dived in the swimming pool and had a heart attack. Oh, and right. they discovered at the autopsy that he had a, a dodgy heart all his life. But he, he was... Um, he was a, a gymnast before he took up taekwondo and um he was very very fit but he he was training to demonstrate uh, in seoul olympics but unfortunately it never happened but harking back to what you said yeah i'm not a great fan of bouncing up and down yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> does that <laughs> yeah yeah no i i i i get it i mean it, it, it's it's re it's it's really interesting because you know many times not not that i've got anything else not not that i've got anything else against uh wt the other the other style i actually think it was a lot better in the 80s because it was more more dynamic and you had to actually move the person to to get a point and there was a lot more there was a lot more knockouts and i'm not sure uh, yeah. that's, that sounds quite strange you know so, oh, that well, was much no, better. It, it's true yeah there was yeah <laughs> you know and, and pe people were actually kicking and hitting hard but but you don't need to kick and hit hard now and, no. and, well, yeah, my, my wife would tell you she's opposite me at the moment and she she would tell you the story when they dumped me outside the door covered in blood broken bones and god knows what else and <laughs> uh it, it was it could be could be quite brutal on occasions yeah yeah de definitely and, and I, you know I've, I've often i've often said that um when I started again, like yourself, that the safety equipment was very limited um so it actually changed the way that you fought you know you you it wasn't like you could take a blow to give a blow because once you took that blow you you weren't you weren't in any fit state to give a blow <laughs> no, no, no you weren't in any fit state to reciprocate yes yeah so 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 it was it was it was very very different and i think uh sometimes um sorry the point i was going to make was people phone me up and said oh you know um they talk about taekwondo we we've seen it on the television or tv and i said well that, that's not the style that i do ours is ours is very different it's it's more you know very ha quite hand orientated as well um and um you know it it, it just you have to sort of give give this explanation in the end. You said, "I tell you what, just come along and have a look." <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. And, and... Well, I mean, yes, it has changed. It's 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 not as brutal as it once was. Mm. Um, the protective um, foam dipped equipment that the children wear, which is for the children's safety, but in some instances, you know, we could do with a, a little bit less of the protective equipment. You, you've got to be able to take a blow to the chest or your upper body and your legs and things. And you get used to it and you're not shocked when you're hit. No, I think that's no. one of the things these days that when people get hit, yeah, they're shocked. Yeah. They, they don't realize because it's if they're not wearing if they're not wearing protective equipment and you thump them in the chest and there's there's a look of horror on their on their faces that they don't seem to be able to take it yeah that's probably me being a grumpy old man <laughs> well well no i don't think it is actually i think you're probably you're right certainly in the um you know what what i've what i've seen it is 
very different. And I think the thing about uh, sparring back in the day is, is once you when you got hit, you knew you were hit. Um, uh, and and you know most most of the time it was it was going to be quite a it was going to be a bruise or a cut or something. Well, I mean, I I don't think there was ever a, a a Saturday whatever whichever day we were at the dojo that I didn't come home with something bent, dislocated, or black and blue. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, d- d- definitely. So and it, it was all taken in good in good spirit. You know, no, there was no animosity there. It was just it it just happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just part part of the um, yeah uh, uh, of the discipline of what what we were doing. So so um, you know at, at at the moment with your with your you know you you you're teaching in your martial art. What 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 does a general week look like from your point of view as a you know teaching and training and so on? Well, we we have a Saturday morning class which starts around about nine o'clock and goes on till half twelve, and occasionally it may flow over into the Ido class. Um, both my wife and I are Nidan in Yado as well. Okay. So that helps on the spiritual side of it. Um, Monday evening, I'll go across to the Cramlington Dojo. And that's basics because they're Shortikan, I'm Wado, but it's a good workout. Yeah. Uh, Wednesday evening is our biggest class of the week. That starts 5.30, goes on till nine o'clock or half eight nine o'clock mm. uh, depending on the numbers um but I, i'm definitely big into stretching these days oh, okay. um and not heavy weights but light weights yeah. in fact i'm so good i'm so good with the weights i dropped one on my foot and broke my toe the other week <laughs> <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> that just, uh, sl- slowed you down for a little bit it did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you you mentioned um, your knee down Ido as well. Um, yeah. When did you start that? Well, we we were actually in America, my wife and I, on a on a, a martial arts week holiday, mm. uh, training in American Kempo, um, and there was a demonstration one day. Um, the chap came and demonstrated the Ido, and my wife said. Oh, I like that. I think more because of his nice, brightly coloured hakama than anything else. So she's she's laughing there. But um, anyway, when we came home, I said, oh, I'll try and find a class. And there was a class actually about four miles away from where we were, where we lived. So we both took it up. And she's much better at it than me. Um, The... the, um, the Japanese sensei in Yado either called me karate sensei or Hageshi Rojin, fierce oh. old man. <laughs> I was I was using muscle and D, D, my wife, was using her brain. Right. But when you watch the girls and the ladies perform it, it it's it's very smooth and fluid. Most people with a karate background tend to use the muscles and don't really think about it. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I, li- I, li- I like Yado and I still practice... Uh, on a Saturday morning before class starts, I'll run through the, the uh, British Kendo 12 cutters and mm. that, I found that relaxing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, good, good, good. Um, j- just a, a, as, a, as a, well, side, it's, it's, it's part of the thing, but um, do, do you, uh, in your, um, you know, your early tr- uh, karate days in the traditional karate, um, w- was there much um, weaponry at all, you know, used? Uh, well, everybody started, I think at the onset of Bruce Lee, everybody started flinging themselves around with Nunchaker and Tonfa yeah. and Sai and stuff like that. Yeah. But no, it was it was never introduced. Mm. In in the latter years, 
Suzuki's. Well, well, that's not strictly true, but it wasn't until I was about third or fourth dan that um, Tamashigiri was introduced. That sword defense. Now, it's it's very stylized, mm. and I would suggest that um, a karate exponent faced with a three foot razor sharp blade is going to have to be very good and very quick. We've tried it with rubber swords and other things. We all get bashed on the head. Yeah. But no, there, there was no weaponry in those early days. It wasn't until I think it may have been Black Belt Martial Arts Magazine or they started to sell stuff from America. Yeah. Um, but there was nobody really there to teach us. And I never, I've never seen anyone other than the Japanese teach any of the Ido sword arts. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and, and, and even that's broken down into so many different schools. I mean, um, it was Aki Sensei. He does a style so divorced from the style of Yado that I'm used to. It just doesn't look like the same art. But, yeah. um, it's almost like you, you'll have seen that Korean Haidong Gundo. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. 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 No, we had that guy up, uh, Harry Lima, I think his name is. Okay. Yeah, and he he ran a course, and we all enjoyed that. It, even the Yaido people said, "Oh, this is brilliant!" Mm. But it's very free free flowing. It's not yeah. it's stylized, but it's free flowing and uh, lots of jumping about, and they incorporate kicks and all sorts. So that was good. Yeah. But no, the answer, short answer to your question: in the early years, there weren't any weapons. Yeah, yeah. We I mean, we tend to do um, a little bit of um, bow staff. Uh, the long staff in our in our mm. group, and over over the years, I've done a few things like the short stick and uh, uh, different things. Is that? Is I don't know about you. It's never actually been my thing. I've I sort of always preferred to <laughs> to to do it without. To be honest, um, see, it's, it almost seems to sort of it almost for me in my just as me as an individual. I was almost sort of like thinking, well, I've got enough to to think about without that. <laughs> well, well, I I, I think like that i mean i i i know that um sensei is keen to teach me some of the bull cutters mm. when he comes over but to be honest i I'm, i much prefer karate or yaido um i i don't have time to learn how to use nunchaka correctly or tonfa or anything else mm. um so like you i i prefer just to stick to my hands and feet yeah 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 de de definitely without a doubt so um and i mean i've, I've only got a, a a few things but it's it's, re it's really interesting to you know hear the your your, your experiences and um uh you know what, what one, of, one of the things that i've started recently is um i started an over an over 60s class um and they're all ladies <laughs> in their 70s and 80s actually and um yeah i think it, it's good to see that more uh, more mature people are taking up uh, martial arts and getting getting benefit from them so i'd imagine that you're you're quite a good role model i'm sure i'm sure you don't move like the average 81 year old though well no i think um I think even uh, Bill Wallace, who I know quite well, said, "Well, you don't. Well, you don't look like an eighty-one-year-old, Mike." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, but I don't move like Bill Wallace. No, um, no, well, none of us do. Uh, no, no, nobody does. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, it just, just, uh, uh, I, I sort of, you know, wonder when, you know, when people come along and 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 they, you know, is is it a 
is it a negative or a positive? You know, when you when people say, "Well, you know, do you think I'm I'm too old at 55?" And you say, "Well, I'm 81." <laughs> well, I mean, we I was conned into entering the uh, veterans championships in Geneva in 2019 by okay. um, oh, what's his name, uh, Dicky Richard. Richard Hopkins. Oh yeah, from Gloucester. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dicky. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he, he conned me into entering it, and I, I was I was the oldest veteran by twenty five years. Oh wow. <laughs> anyway, wow. I got gold, silver, and bronze, so I can't have been too bad. Oh wow, that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. that, was, that was that was awesome. I I haven't I haven't seen um, Richard Hopkins for 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 a long time. So um, uh, um yeah, at one time he was. Um, uh, in all the magazines. <laughs> oh, deadly! De- when he was deadly dicker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's got a massive organisation, and in fact, um, he, he's he's not very well at the moment. Uh, oh, he's been well for about he well, even in two thousand and nineteen, he he was mm. having difficulty in walking. Mm. Um, but um, he's not going. He's supposed to be in Greece next week, but he, he's told me he's not going because he's not well enough to travel. All right. Um, Okay. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, I've, I've got to know Dicky very well. He he calls me Oldie. All right, that's my that's that's his name for me. Just Oldie. He even had T-shirts printed on it with it. Oldie. Well, well, when you when you speak to him next, tell tell him to get. I'd I'd love to chat to him actually. Um, right, I'll, I'll I'll have a word with him in the next week or so. Yeah, yeah, please do, please do. So, um, what 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 um. But when you're not doing uh, martial arts, what 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 do you do? Do you, do you have any other hobbies? Because uh, uh, well, uh, I like to paint and draw. Oh, great! Um, Excellent. Um, I, I go to Japanese language lessons. Oh, wow! Um, and I love to cook. Oh, great! Oh, and I like bonsai as well. All oh, right. <laughs> so, oh. Yeah. So on, and, and and the other thing is taking my dog out. Oh wow! Well, we, we we've got a few things in, in common common there. I I do like um. <laughs> I'd, I'd never thought I'd get interested in 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 a garden <laughs> when I was when I was younger. Um, if anybody had told me that, I would have said no. Nah, I'll never have time for that. But I do love um, you know messing around with the, the plants, or whatever. And actually, I, I did have a student who gave me a bonsai uh, for uh, Christmas. Yeah, which, which 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 was quite nice. So I'm I'm trying to. I need to speak to you for some advice. Then obviously, I think. You're, you're, <laughs> yeah, my, well, my wife will. If you ever come up here, my wife will give you a bonsai. One of mine. She says I've got too many. All right, <laughs> <laughs> but there there is there is actually a fantastic bonsai farm about twenty miles from us. Okay, um, and it's one of the largest in the UK, mm. and he's got trees there, seven thousand pounds. Oh wow. Wow. I mean, it's you know, it's just unbelievable. That's incredible, I'd isn't say, it? Yeah, it's 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 it's, it's incredible. Well, uh, this uh, since we're, we're we're sort of almost at the end uh, of this, and um, I, I just really want to say, um, first of all, it, it before I we sort of sign off, is there anything that you'd from uh, from your your experience within martial arts that you can perhaps say to? We got a lot of youngsters that listen to this that they you know about their martial arts journey. Well, I think. If young people are starting on a martial arts journey, it can take you anywhere in the world. If you can do karate, you'll be welcome anywhere. If you do martial arts, you'll always find somebody in the city, town or, or country. And um, martial arts families tend to be quite nice to each other generally. 
you know. So um, if you're on the journey, just stick on the road. Yeah, sure. Thank, thank, thank you very much. And um, what, what, what I'd like to do as well, I, we'll, we'll, we'll um, perhaps you can uh, stay on the line. Uh, after this and we can have a little chat if there's anything that um you want to put in the the show notes or how people may contact you or come to your classes uh then i'd be quite happy to to put that in and um you know i'm sure they'll uh uh you know get a lot of lot out of it and also um you know i think i think doing what you've done and being in martial arts so long um you know i'm sure you'll be a great role model for many people Oh, that's very kind of you. Thank you. No, no, no worries. You're welcome. Well, thank, thank you very much. Thank you to the uh, Living Martial Arts podcast fans. I hope you've enjoyed this as much as I've enjoyed it. And um, once again, like I always say, and always say to my uh, my, my students, you know, uh, age is a number, and um, we've just proved it um, by um, uh, Mike Sensei and his um, his great martial arts story and journey. But uh, thank you very much, Mike. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Excellent. Well, I'll, I'll. What I'll probably do is I'll probably, I'll probably cut it there because I've got to edit this. But right. uh, no, th- thanks so much. I, I genuinely mean that. It's, it's um, I, I love people that have been doing it for this long, um, and you know, as long as you have, and um, you know, pe- people always say to me, my students, because uh, I, well, I always say to them, I'm never retiring. Why would I want to retire from something that I love doing? Um, well, yes, yes. Why, why would you stop? Doing something you enjoy exactly, and I can I can still do, and I I, I do keep myself uh, very 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 fit. Um, I had a, I had an incident the other day actually. Well, it wasn't incident. It was, I was in my class. I was teaching the kids, and I, I, I don't know. We got around to age, and then and one of the kids said, "Yeah, but sir, you you're quite old, aren't you?" And, and, and uh, I I'm 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 only five foot six, but I was always very athletic, um, and uh, so I did a cartwheel. <laughs> I did a cartwheel, and I said, "Well." I don't know. Could, most people my age can't do what that, um, so I don't consider myself uh, old. And I think it's just uh, a state of mind, um, you know. And I can see their, <laughs> their, their yeah. sort of brains eyes glazing, t- eyes glazing over. Yeah, ticking t- 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 <laughs> over. And I said, I said, yeah. I said, I think, I think the problem with most people is they get old because they stop doing things when the same things they did when they were young. I said, I'm never going to stop, uh, you know, doing martial arts. I start. Well, that, that, that is why, um, it was Haki Sensei's, but we be with the parents have been looking at how we can adapt in old age and, but still continue. Um, and you know, that he's, he's back up here on the 7th of October running a seminar over two days. And I know he's going to introduce that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, anyway, that's, great. That, that's yeah. I really haven't got anything else to add. If that's all right, Raymond. No, that, that's fine. I, I just want to th- say thank you very much. And, and like I said, if you, if you've got anything, I mean, I'll, I'll just uh, anything uh, class times or anything at all um, that you'd like to uh, for me to put in the show notes, that would be most most appreciated. Uh, this this will probably air in about four to six weeks. It depends on uh, how it goes. But uh, I'll let you know when it does, and I'll cop- I'll tag you in on the Facebook thing. All right, that's good. Yeah, th- 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 thank you very much. Um, you. And uh, best wishes to you, your family. Um, and, um, you know, I hope uh, you continue to, to, to train and enjoy it as much as you have done. Thanks very much, Raymond. Take much care. Appreciate it. Thank right. you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.